It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL player, five teams, seven years. Bunch of podcasts. Ross Tucker football podcast is every day during the NFL season from week one through the Super Bowl. Andrew Brandt was excellent today talking about the Rams, their roster construction, the Packers stock sale. Check that out. We will have the GOAT, Greg Cosell, on tomorrow's Ross Tucker football podcast. Even money was fantastic this week. There's a reason why it's been growing as much as it has. You're going to want to hear what Steve Fezzik said about both the Steelers and the Eagles. Very different things, I might add. You can hit me up on social always, at Ross Tucker NFL. If you don't listen to the other shows, you should be made aware that I've got two copies of Madden to give away still. And I'm looking for the first person that takes advantage of the awesome stories you can get at myfrontpagestory.com. Best gift ever with the holidays coming up. Send that to me, Ross at RossTucker.com, if you'd like to get the free Madden this week. You can always check out our social. It's at Ross Tucker Pod. The star of this show is Joe Dolan. He is the fantasy gangster at FG underscore Dolan. He is the man behind the plan. That is fantasypoints.com. Now is as good a time as ever. Those of you that realize you're in the mix, you're headed for the playoff stretch here, fantasypoints.com. Use the code 21FEAST. Or maybe you're out of it and you just want DFS advice in addition to what you hear on the show. Fantasypoints.com, 21FEAST. Joe, let's start with Thursday night. As we always do, it is the show that's so nice. We do it twice. Thursday night, we've got the Patriots at the Falcons. Bill Belichick usually does a pretty good job of limiting your top weapon, a guy like Kyle Pitts. Joe, does that change how you feel about Pitts at all? Yeah, first and foremost, Ross, how much intelligence do I have to spit on this show in order to get one of those free Maddens? Or am I not eligible? Uh, anyway, um, I think the most obvious thing that we did a we did our show. We did a, uh, we actually have a meeting uh, on Tuesday nights with our fantasy point staff that we live stream when we just talk about all the matchups and first thoughts and whatnot. And the most obvious thing was, I mean, Hanson comes out and he goes, "Are we burying the lead? Is Kyle Pitts going to get the Bill Belichick treatment?" And the answer is. Duh, of course he is. Like, I mean, who else does Bill Belichick have to worry about here? Cordero Patterson's a game-time decision. I'd be shocked if he plays. If he does, he's going to be limited. He's dealing with an ankle sprain. Some think it's a high ankle. Um, Russell Gage has gone catchless in two of his last three games. Tajay Sharp? You think Bill Belichick's losing sleep over Tajay Sharp? Hell, he's probably picked up sleep because of Tajay Sharp. Um Kyle Pitts, I mean, Ross, here's the thing with season-long fantasy. There is very low chance you have a tight end better than Kyle Pitts. Like, I mean, but I think Belichick is is going to double him. He's going to bracket him. And hope the Lord Kyle Pitts, who has one touchdown this year, 
gets in the end zone. I mean, that that's what you got to hope from the Atlanta He only Falcons. has one touchdown? I believe so, yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, so this is the power of touchdowns because we'll uh, – well, uh, yeah, it is one touch. Uh, it was either one or two. He has one. Um, he scored against the Jets, who, I mean, everybody scores against the Jets. Uh, so here's the power of touchdowns for fantasy. Let me just throw this out there to you, a little little, uh, little experiment for you there. Kyle Pitts has 606 receiving yards this season, which is, I mean, for a tight, a rookie tight end, objectively good through nine games. I mean, that is, I, I understand he's been disappointing for fantasy, but objectively good. But he's been disappointing because of the lack of touchdowns. Hunter Henry, his counterpart in this game, is on pace, on pace for 600 yards this year, okay? So Kyle Pitts already has more yards than Hunter Henry is on pace for. Hunter Henry has outscored Kyle Pitts for fantasy because Hunter Henry has seven touchdowns. And there is that... There is touchdowns, and for for uh, I, I think touchdowns we we we've long assumed, with the exception of a of a special handful, are, are pretty fluky, um, or at least not sticky. Fluky fluky would indicate that it's easy to get in the end zone, or it's just random. I don't know about it's random, but they're just not sticky. Sometimes, some years, some guys don't score. Some years they score a lot. Um, but because of that, Hunter Henry, uh, like. I mean, I, this is going to sound like the dumbest crap I've said on this podcast. I'd play Hunter Henry over Kyle Pitts. And even though Hunter Henry is doing this with all touchdowns, he's gone over 50 receiving yards like once this year. I kind of just feel like that's his thing now. The Patriots are doing – it works, and I think they're just going to keep going to him in the red zone. I wouldn't be shocked if Kyle Pitts has like four catches for 47 yards in this game. What about any other Falcons? Uh, if Cordero Patterson doesn't play Mike Davis and maybe Wayne Gallman or Flexes pro- with, with a lean to Davis. Um, other than that, good luck with Russell Gage or Tajay Sharp. I mean, those are more single-game DFS kind of guys for me. Um, and Matt Ryan, he's been playing awesome football. It all fell down on him last week, the fact that he has to prop this team up with no weapons. What about for the Patriots? Mac Jones is playing well. I mean, if you need like a solid floor kind of quarterback this week, I think Mac Jones is a really solid option. Um, He's been like one of pro football focuses uh, highest graded quarterbacks. As a matter of fact, he's their highest graded quarterback since week five. Now that hasn't translated to good fantasy production, but the Falcons got gave up massive production to the Cowboys last week. So Mac Jones has a shot here. Um, I already talked about Hunter Henry. Keep an eye on the status of Damian Harris. I would think if Damian Harris can play, he and Ramondre Stevenson are going to rotate, which would make them both flex options for me. And just keep in mind, Jacoby Myers got in the end zone. He and Hunter Henry are like the virtual opposites. Jacoby Myers just broke an NFL record for most career receptions without a touchdown. Um, He just broke that. He scored last week. Hunter Henry is on pace for the second fewest receiving yards ever for somebody who has 12, 12 or more touchdown receptions in a season. But Jacoby Myers, just keep in mind, the Falcons got crushed in the slot by CeeDee Lamb last week, and that's where Jacoby Myers mostly plays. Let's move on to the Saints at the Eagles. Very curious to get your thoughts yeah. on the Saints and the Eagles. So, Ross, um, uh, what did Fezzik say about the Eagles here? Because – all of a sudden, it feels like the markets think they're pretty feisty. Fezzik said that all the wise guys bet on the Eagles every week. 
The, yeah. the wise guys, for whatever reason, love the Eagles. Yeah, so listen to some of this uh, uh, interesting stuff about the Eagles here. All of a sudden, after, you know, and, and hey, I, I, I participated in it. I, some of that I partook in. Oh, my God, if Jalen Hurts keeps struggling, you know, they might get a look at Minshew and they're out of it. How about this? The Eagles offense since week eight. This is from Paul, Paul Hem, Hembikitis. Paul Hembo on Twitter. They are first in the NFL, Jalen Hurts, in QBR. Their rushing yards per game is first in the NFL. Over since This is since week eight. They're first in 10-plus 10, 10 yard rushes. They're first in third down percentage. They're first in drive score percentage. They're first in average drive distance. They're first in success rate. And they're first in efficiency. The Eagles offense has been a juggernaut for three weeks. Unbelievable. And they could get Miles Sanders back this week. Now, there's some Eagles hand ring, uh, Eagles fans hand-wringing about Miles Sanders. Oh, you know, the run game really took off when he when he left against the Raiders. But here's the thing. If you remember that game against the Raiders, they actually came out running it with Sanders. They went right down the field and scored a touchdown, and then Sanders got hurt on the second drive. And then that's when, you know, Hurts kept dropping back. I don't know, Ross. I kind of feel like Miles Sanders is a buy low right now. I would be investing in Miles Sanders. The Eagles hope they have Dallas Goddard. And and Devontae Smith, obviously, is just making plays every single week. It is a tough matchup for the Eagles. The Saints have the number one run defense, DVOA. Um, And, of course, if the Saints so choose, they could follow Devontae Smith with Marshawn Lattimore. They didn't do that last week. Against the Titans, they basically bracketed A.J. AJ Brown and let Marshawn Lattimore play the secondary receivers. I wonder if they'll do that with Devontae Smith, but that would, but it would hurt the Saints' ability to do that if the Eagles have Dallas Goddard this week. And for the Saints on the other side, Joe? So I have a, a nice litmus test for you, Ross. If your quarterback completes 70% of his passes against the Eagles, he's got a very good shot to be your long-term starter. If a quarterback does not complete 75% of your passes against the Eagles, he does not have a very good shot to be your long-term starter. So here, uh, uh, let, me, uh, let me give you the list of quarterbacks who have, uh, who have uh, completed 70 or more percent passes against the Eagles. Jack Prescott. Justin Herbert has done it. Eric Carr has done it. Tom Brady has done it. Patrick Mahomes has done it. And Jimmy Garoppolo has done it. Here are the players who have failed that litmus test. Jared Goff, Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, and Matt Ryan. There's a pretty interesting line of demarcation there. If Matt Ryan was in the first list and Jimmy Garoppolo was in the second, it would be almost flawless. I've got a weird feeling Trevor Simeon ends up in the second list this week. The Eagles have feasted on bad quarterbacks. Good quarterbacks have feasted on the Eagles. Not convinced Trevor Simeon's a good quarterback. I think if the if the Saints get production, it's going to have to come from the backfield. Does Alvin Kamara play this week? If not, you play Mark Ingram. If Kamara plays, you play Kamara. Ingram might be a flex. The Saints' best receiver over the last number of weeks has been Deontay Harris. I will guarantee the Eagles are going to say he is not beating us down the field. Before we get to the Dolphins and the Jets, because the Jets have something going on that we need to talk about, I need to make sure all of you 
know about keeps. I've told you about it a bunch of times this season already. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both. I literally was already taking them before Keeps even started their company because I talked to doctors that said, yep, the pill works and the topical solution works. Okay, great. Then Keeps gave me the ability to not have to actually go to the doctor for the prescription. They have online doctors and not have to go to the store to pick up the topical solution. Awesome. Or for that matter, the pill. Awesome. My number one piece of advice is to all of you, and this is coming from Ross. This is me. Start earlier than you think. Start earlier. Keep what you have. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash feast to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash feast to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash feast. Joe, the New York Jets are hosting the Miami Dolphins, and they are starting Joseph Flacco at quarterback, Joseph evidently. Vincent Flacco, good Italian boy. Um, yeah, so they say Zach Wilson's not ready. Miami has a blitz-heavy defense that teed off on Lamar Jackson last week. We're going to go with Joe Flacco as the sacrificial lamb. Um, okay, yay. I mean, from the Jets' perspective, Ross, the only thing that – interests me does Flacco keep checking it down to the running backs and does do the Jets get their heads out of their uh out of their uh you know what and actually start giving Elijah Moore the snaps he deserves Elijah Moore had two big games two big games and then Corey Davis comes back they cut his snaps like you you're like what two and eight come on man um I I have nothing on the Jets, Ross. I, Michael Carter's the only guy I feel good about. If I'm playing a receiver, it's either Davis or Elijah Moore. Um, they they rotate all these. The, the Ross, I'm going to throw a Thanksgiving term out out at it. Yeah, they have a cornucopia of mediocre veterans at wide receiver, and they rotate them all. So I'm not exactly enthused by the Jets starting Joe Flacco. I do know who's interested is Eagle fans. Because if Joe Flacco plays 50% or more of the snaps in four games this year, they get a fifth-round pick instead of a sixth. And, of course, they're going to be rooting for him to beat the Dolphins anyway because the Eagles have the Dolphins' first-round pick. What about the Dolphins offensively? So the Dolphins stink, but at least they throw it to their good players. I mean, over the five games that Devontae Parker has missed – Jalen Waddle has 43 targets, Mike Kosicki has 39, and Miles Gaskin has 28. Nobody else is even in the same stratosphere as those three. So let's just hope Tua, who's going to start this week, continues that trend. If I, I cannot stand Miles Gaskin, I did not invest at all in this backfield for fantasy this year. But if he can't get it done this week, the Jets are getting assaulted by opposing running backs right now. If Miles Gaskin can't get it done this week, I'd just drop him from my roster so I don't even have to bother making a decision on him. Miles Gaskin is a strong RB2 and a good DFS option this week. The football team, Washington, is in Carolina to take on – Joe, are you ready for this? Because it happened after we recorded last yes. week. Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. So there's no analytic to – 
to describe or encapsulate vibes. But all of a sudden, the Carolina Panthers, who had sullen Sam Darnold, you know, uh, crapping his way through a stretch of terrible performances and ruining the fantasy seasons of DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, who we talked about has been like basically like the worst player in fantasy football this year. All of a sudden, Cam Newton comes in, accounts for two touchdowns on like four snaps, and the vibes in Carolina are immaculate. They're immaculate. I mean, Cam Newton's going to start, and, and Ross, he struggled throwing the ball last year. He also didn't have anybody to throw to. Um, all I'm saying is he's got a pulse, and that gives DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson a chance here. And that's all. And that's that's what makes me happy. And also, you know, Cam, he scored a rushing touchdown last week. For your fantasy team, he's an option, man. You've been struggling at quarterback. I'm one of the suckers who picked up Carson Wentz last week. I'd rather have Cam. At least he's got a chance to run around and make some plays for me. He's got good receivers, or at least one of them. And by the way, let me just throw this out there. Not that you need me to tell you to play Christian McCaffrey, but since Christian McCaffrey has returned from, to, from IR, He's led the pa- the Panthers in both rushing and receiving in each of the first two games. On the season, Ross, only one player, one player, not running back, player, averages more yards per route run than Christian McCaffrey. And that's Debo Samuel. One player. Tell me that guy doesn't matter, Christian McCaffrey, because he sure as hell does. I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you. Like he's he's awesome. Cam Newton now is is in here. The vibes are immaculate. Um, Washington's defense just suffered a huge loss with 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 Chase Young. I like DJ Moore this week. I'm a little reticent to fire up Robbie Anderson, but I am a okay if starting Cam Newton this week if I need a quarterback. Oh, I'm already back there. Got him ranked just outside the top twelve. What about Joe Washington? Yeah. So the team um, Antonio Gibson was was the interesting one. Coming out of the bye, uh, I mean, now look, the game script, we talked last week. I didn't think the game script was going to be good for Antonio Gibson. Sometimes this happens in the NFL. An inferior team beats a superior one, and it catches you by surprise. Um, But Antonio Gibson, career high, 24 carries, season high snap share in week week 10, 63%. Uh, It was actually, his high was earlier in the season. Uh, it was actually in week one before he got the shin injury. Probably a little bit of an indication that he's feeling better coming out of the bye. So Antonio Gibson is back on the RB2 radar, although I, I really don't think I trust them. Um, Terry McLaurin is in your lineup. The problem is the tight end position here. Ricky Seals-Jones got hurt in that game against uh, against the Buccaneers with a hip injury. The, the team has not yet activated Logan Thomas off of IR or opened the window. Um, and I just checked on that right before we started recording. They they activated another player, but did not activate Logan Thomas. I think that's an indication Logan Thomas isn't going to play this week. So it's Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin. Maybe uh, I'm I'm a little hesitant to mix in Heineke against this Carolina defense that flies around. But Heineke does run around a little bit. He can put up numbers because of his legs. The Colts are at the Bills. Really looking forward to this one. Huge game. It's kind of weird to think the Colts have five wins, the Bills have six. You, know, you don't yeah. think of it that way, but it's true. Well, the Bills have also had a bye, um, which which is, helps. And the Colts have the Colts are coming off of a stretch, Ross, 
where they played uh they played the 49ers on Sunday night. They play excuse me, here's the Colts recent stretch. Week six, Texans. Week seven, 49ers, not an easy game, but it was that weird rain game. Then the Colts played the Titans and lost. Then the Colts in week nine uh got to play the Jets, and then in week ten, they got to play the Jaguars. So they are coming off an extremely easy stretch. This is not that. This is not an easy game. Carson Wentz is not even close to my fantasy radar after he laid an egg against the Jaguars last week. It's Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. For me, I'm a little down on Pittman this week. Not because, oh, he's the Trey, Trey White's going to shadow him. Trey White doesn't really shadow. Why doesn't he shadow? Because they got good corners in the slot in Teron Johnson and on the perimeter in Levi Wallace. This is a Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, or bust game. There is nobody else from the Colts even worth considering. What about for the Bills after they kind of got their offense back on track? So the funny thing was about the Bills offense. Now, last week, the Jets, I mean, were just putting their corners on an island against the Bills receivers, which was stupid. Um, But I thought it was interesting that the Bills moved the ball with just utter ease by playing the way they played last year. And what was the way they played last year, Ross? Throw the ball to Stefan Diggs. That was a 2020 Stefan Diggs game for me. Uh, the Colts cannot cover on the perimeter. So I think this is another Stefan Diggs game. Cole Beasley played like five snaps in that game last week. He's dealing with a rib injury, and I think the Bills decided we don't need Cole Beasley in this game. Why would we play him and risk him getting more hurt? So I think they're going to keep going with it. I love Josh Allen in this game. I love Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is I mean, he's my number one receiver this week. I mean, that that's where I feel about Stefan Diggs. Great for DFS. Um, the run game, they got Brita involved. Oh boy. A Brita from the uh from the last kingdom. Uh, they got they got him involved. Uh I mean, I, I can't stand this run game. If you play any of them, you gotta hope for a touchdown. I don't feel great about Beasley Ross coming off the game where he was clearly limited, but I think they they limited him so he could play in more important games like this one against a tougher opponent in the Colts than the Jets. And then Dawson Knox, at this point, I think you got to hope for a touchdown. Our guy, um, Scott Barrett, who's been on the show and he works with me at FantasyPoints.com, he called Dawson Knox the 2021 version of Robert Tunyon, and I love that because Tunyon was one of those guys for the Packers who wasn't a number one receiver but he scored touchdowns. But if he didn't score touchdowns, he wasn't coming through for you. I kind of like that for Dawson Knox, a useful tight end on a good team, but who has the opportunity to lay an egg any given week. I like that too. I also like people that overcome the odds, rewrite the playbook, deliver under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. Joe, who's working for us in this Lions-Browns matchup? <laughs> Whoa! Uh, <laughs> Ross, <laughs> they should be having open, open applications for this one. Useful fantasy players, please apply. Um, the Lions, they run 68 plays. They play 70 minutes of football. Jared Goff throws 25 passes. TJ Hawkinson gets one target and doesn't catch it. I mean, 
with Goff dealing with the oblique, how can you trust Hawkinson at this point? I mean, it's awful. I did not expect Goff to be this bad. I really didn't. And Dan Campbell took over the play calling. What did they do? 39 opportunities for DeAndre Swift. 39. That's Derrick Henry territory. I mean, it's DeAndre Swift and it's nobody else. I, I like Jamal Williams is still dealing with the thigh. Uh, Jamar Jefferson got hurt. Ikwe Bike scored the touch, the long touchdown. Didn't get a carry after that. I don't understand why, but I mean, Ross, this is the time of year. If, look, if you're playing Amon Ross St. Brown, good luck. That's all I'm saying. And for the Browns? <laughs> oh, all right. Who else do we trust here? All right. If Nick Chubb plays, you play Nick Chubb. If he doesn't, you play Dearness Johnson. I mean, you playing Donovan Peoples-Jones? You trusting him with Baker Mayfield hurt or Case Keenum coming in? I mean, the Browns passing game is a disaster right now. It's the, it's the run game for both of these teams. Let's move on so we don't have to spend time babbling trying to say something intelligent about a game or, quite frankly, Ross, I have nothing intelligent to say. Well, speaking of the running game, how about the Niners? They take on the Jags. Yeah, so Elijah Mitchell's dealing with a broken finger. He had surgery and a pin inserted. He still might play this week. Uh, Ross, I, I think you might remember, I think it was seven years ago when DeMarco Murray was uh, angling for the rushing title with the Cowboys. He had finger surgery and I think still played a Sunday night game against the Eagles. So this is a, there is a history of this. The doctors are apparently optimistic. If Elijah Mitchell doesn't play, then Jeff Wilson's the guy. Jamichael Hasty's dealing with injury, and as we well know, Trey Sermon has dug a hole to the earth's core. That's how far buried he is on this depth chart. Uh, so if Elijah Mitchell doesn't go, Jeff Wilson's the guy. Probably worth picking up Jeff Wilson in that regard. Uh, Debo Samuel, I just said, he leads off players in yards per route run. They're giving him carries last week with the little toss sweeps. I mean, the guy's a superstar. Unbelievable. And we had that scare a couple weeks ago with the calf injury. Well, he seems all right if they're giving him carries. George Kittle is back. He scored in two consecutive games. He, he has made this offense a heck of a lot more dangerous. Um, and Brandon Ayuk, look, he had th four targets. Jimmy Garoppolo only threw 19 passes. Brandon Ayuk is still on the fantasy radar. It's a very narrow fantasy team right now. They don't want to throw it if they don't have to. Why would you throw it against the Rams last week? They ran it 44 times, and they ran it with a lot of success. What about the Jags? Oh, boy. Uh, James Robinson's back. That's good. I would expect if, if – uh, presuming he didn't leave that game last week against the Colts with any setbacks, I would presume he's back in the 80% snap range, which makes him a high-end RB2 uh, against the 49ers. The problem for the Jaguars is they have the slowest group of receivers in the NFL. They don't have guys who can separate. And here's your – all the proof you need is what Urban Meyer said a few weeks ago. Jamal Agnew is our best separator. Jamal Agnew is a converted defensive back. Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chennault are not getting open. Chennault is struggling mightily as an outside receiver, and Agnew is their slot receiver. By the way, Agnew had 13.9 fantasy points last week without catching a pass. He had the 66-yard touchdown run that helped that. Um, the guys I trust the most here for the Jaguars are James Robinson, 
and Dan Arnold. Yeah, Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold. Yeah, I mean, he's good. I mean, look, I mean, I know the trade was weird. You basically trade a top 10 cornerback for Dan Arnold. But Dan Arnold's come out. He's led them in receiving multiple games. Like, we talked about TJ Hawkinson. I can't believe I'm at the point where I trust Dan Arnold more than I trust TJ Hawkinson. But that's where we are for fantasy football right now. Wow. Um, All right, the Texans are back off of their bye. They play the Titans, who they keep winning, Joe, but they're not lighting it up for fantasy. Not at all. I think they're – I mean, I think recently, by some metrics, they've been a bottom 10 offense in the NFL. I mean – They've, they've gained basically 450 yards from scrimmage in the two games since Derrick Henry's gone down. So, I mean, uh, the, the RB don't matter. Folks will tell you there is, no, there is no causation there, just correlation. I have to feel like there's something going on there because, I mean, you have this, you have these guys, Foreman, Peter Foreman, who was out of the league, Peterson, who was out of the league, McNichols, who's bounced around the league. I mean, that's, that's not even a replacement-level run game right now. Tannehill is dealing with no weapons whatsoever. I mean, A.J. Brown got bracketed by the Saints last week. Now, the good news is I don't think the Texans can do anything close to what the, uh, what the Saints did to A.J. Brown. I would think A.J. Brown goes off in this game. Um, if I'm playing a back from the Titans, it's Deontay Foreman, who looks the best to me, um, but, I mean, that's – you know, that's that that's a very low bar to cross right now. It's A.J. Brown and Deontay Foreman. You know, Marcus Johnson has a little bit of juice. And I'm, I don't think many season-long folks are going to be playing him. But if you're playing DFS and you want a super cheap option, I think you could do worse than Marcus Johnson this week. But I do think this is a, a, a this is a game in which the, the Titans get back in the saddle. Do we need to even mention the Houston Texans? Um. Well, after the way Tyrod Taylor played in Week Nine, you, I, I mean, I'd rather play Cam Newton than Tyrod Taylor. Cam Newton's been out of the league for all year, but uh, it's Brandon Cooks and nobody else. That's it. It's also picks wise and nobody else for me when it comes to free apps for football picks, odds, and analysis. Find expert picks for every game all season long, loaded with best bets, props, and parlays. You can find in-depth game predictions giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction all for free. Found your pick? Search our latest DraftKings promotions to sign up for an account and place your bet. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Who are we gambling on, if any, Joe, in the Packers and Vikings from a fantasy standpoint? Well, um, we're, we're looking at A.J. Dillon's season, Ross. Uh, and A.J. Dillon has to be, uh, look, I'm talking top five at running back this week. So here's the deal. Here's the way I look at it. Do I think, I think Aaron Jones is a better player than A.J. Dillon. But it's an easy calculation. I would rather have A.J. Dillon in my lineup with no Aaron Jones than I would Aaron Jones in my lineup with A.J. Dillon. Because A.J. Dillon is going to be absolutely fed with touches. Remember, not only is Aaron Jones going to miss this game, I think, by the way, he's going to be out the next three weeks because the Packers play two games and go on by. So I would be preparing for A.J. Dillon to start the next two weeks. A.J. Dillon... um, uh, has has improved as a receiver, but also how about this? Not only is Aaron Jones out, 
Kylan Hill is out for the season. So the guy that they have behind A.J. Dillon is Patrick Taylor, who was playing behind like Kenny Gainwell at Memphis. So, I mean, this is not a guy with a huge pedigree. Um, so I'm, I, I mean, A.J. Dillon's a top five option. I think it's a rebound game for Aaron Rodgers. The Vikings are the most Jekyll and Hyde team in the NFL. That team could beat anybody. That team could lose to anybody, and I wouldn't be shocked uh, defensively. But I think Aaron Rodgers knows this defense well. I think it's a big game for A-Rodge and, and, and the boys. And for the Vikings, I mean, we know what it is. Same, yep. same as it ever was, unless Conklin scores two touchdowns. Right, and Conklin's one of those tight ends. Like, he's in the – he's in, like, the, the Adam Troutman, Dan Arnold, you know, that tier of guys where Jared Cook – um, there's there's 20 guys in that tier. Dalton Schultz, Dawson Knox, where you're like, you plug, plug them in there, and hopefully I pick the guy who scores a touchdown this week. That's essentially what you're doing. Um, but, yeah, Dalvin Cook's going to run it. Kirk Cousins, when he throws it, it's going to go to Jefferson and Thielen. And Jefferson is the guy who's pulling away right now. Last week, Clint Kubiak talked about, we got to get him more targets. What happens? He comes out, gets 11 targets, goes 9 for 143 against the Chargers. Last but not least, Joe, we got to talk Ravens-Bears. And in particular, I'm really curious, the Ravens, there's kind of a book out on them a little bit now with this zero blitz, and mm-hmm. they didn't handle it very well at Miami. No, they got to get the ball out quicker, and I wonder if that is good news for Mark Andrews. I wonder if that's good news for Rashad Bateman, maybe coming across the middle, little Devin Duvernay, who's been their slot receiver. Yeah, I mean, teams are going to blitz them. I, I think the Bears are going to do the same thing. I think the Bears are going to come out and say, let's try to get the rushers after them and, you know, force them into bad decisions and bad throats. So that's what the Dolphins did. And I think uh, I, I think Lamar is going to have to beat the Blitz or the Ravens are going to keep losing games. The Bears have enough defensive talent to do that. But the thing about the Ravens now is they – well, by the way, they cut Le'Veon Bell, uh, which to me says, A, number one, Latavius Murray is coming back. But two – that they really like the way Devontae Freeman looks, who is still my favorite Raven running back here. But I, I just have a feeling this could be a Mark Andrews kind of game. If they're going to continue blitzing, the, the Ravens against the Dolphins last week finally uh, completed a touchdown to Andrews. Bateman was a guy who um, who benefited. Hollywood Brown got 13 targets. I'm not sitting that guy, but he was the guy who seemed to be hurt the most production-wise by the Dolphins' incessant blitzing strategy. And for the Bears, Joe? Well, David Montgomery's back as the bell cow. He comes back before the bye, and despite what Khalil Herbert had been doing, Khalil Herbert uh, basically is a non-factor in that game. He gets four carries while David Montgomery plays virtually all the snaps on offense. The one thing that I really like the last couple of weeks, Justin Fields has been running. And Justin Fields, using those legs, maybe extending some plays, he's been playing with a little bit more confidence all of a sudden, Justin Fields is on the fantasy radar. I, am I confident in him? No. But as long as there's that baseline, you know, he can run for 40-plus yards. I really like him as an option. And then, he, you know, he made some big throws in that game against the Steelers. He really got Cole Komet going. And Matt Nagy was talking this week. Um, he feels Cole Komet has taken that step. Throw him in the mix with tight ends like Tyler Conklin, where you hope you pick him the right week because it's been like pulling teeth to get the ball to Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. But Cole Komet is a guy who Justin Fields has focused on probably worth picking up. If you need a, uh, if you need a tight end in your fantasy league, 
David Montgomery, by the way, right back on the RB2 radar. I'm focused on making sure everybody knows that we do two episodes every week so that they're nice and digestible for you. This one was 36 minutes. The next one will probably be about 25. It's about an hour, but we break them up for multiple reasons. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you download the other one after midnight Pacific time on Thursday. It's the show that's so nice. We do it twice. And you know what? Follow at Ross Tucker Pod and at FG underscore Dolan while you're at it. I'm stuffed, but still have room for dessert. We got a few more games to go. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.